0: Today's show, as always, sponsored by LevassaIslandApparel.com For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LevassaIslandApparel.com. Welcome everyone to the Polynesian Podcast sponsored by Levassa Island Apparel. I am Lance Falitongo. And I'm Forresto-Tolotel about folks. And we are back with a mid-season uh, recap for the NFL, specifically our teams, the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, <laughs> the season started with such high expectations and hopes and dreams. <laughs> and now here we are nine weeks later, um, and and both of our teams are, are going through some things. The uh, Do you want to start with the Raiders and the Chargers? Man,
1: wherever you start,
0: it's still going to be bad, so up to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start with the Raiders. The Raiders had a 17-point lead in the second quarter against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is in Jacksonville. Maybe it was hot. Um but the second half uh not not all that good. They go in halftime twenty to ten and end up losing twenty-seven to twenty. Is Raider Nation in a in a in an uproar yet? Oh well, I'm, I'm
1: pretty sure, yeah. I mean a lot of the fans are just they've been clamoring for uh uh the firing of Josh McDaniels, but I think Mark Davis is gonna at least take it due to the next season.
0: Do you think the Derek the, the right Card
1: chance? Oh, uh, I do. Um, I think you have to give a coach at least two seasons to implement his his system, get guys into the team that can run his system. So a second season wouldn't be bad. I know it seems really bad now. Um, I could also give the excuse that maybe here Mark Davis had to talk. Mark Davis came out publicly and said he wasn't going to fire McDaniels. So maybe they talked about tanking. You never know. Maybe, Ooh. maybe they're going after because to go into no have no uh,
0: maybe
1: have <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's happening, but Stranger Things have happened. But again, it goes back to having players who can play in the system that you want. And offensively, I think they do, and I think that's just gonna have to chill I mean, I think what McDaniel's wants from uh, Renfro, I think maybe he should just let Renfro. Not do Renfro, but let him run the routes the way he ran his routes. You know? Uh, I think defensively, that's where the big problem is. I think Patrick Brown doesn't have the guys that he needs uh, that can play in his system. So what he's doing is kind of just plug playing people. He thinks that can run the system, so maybe they can get some guys in next season. Which is why I don't think the, – they had one big signing who was also a big disappointment right now, Chandler Jones. But they didn't really sign any other big – Names in the off season, so maybe they're just waiting for the. Draft just letting things game.
0: settle. It has it been a weird start, or do you think it's the system is bad, or it's the, learning a system? I mm-hmm. mean, you got Devonte Adams who started with that. I mean, Devonte Adams finished with ten catches, one hundred forty-six yards, two touchdowns. That's but it I'm feels saying. like it was like half of it was on that first drive.
1: Right. Right. And I but, know.
0: So he got shut down or did the offense just not, wasn't able to get the ball back to him? Like the D, the Jacksonville defense was taking it away. Or is it just Derek Carr is like this system is weird or Derek Carr, his ability is not able to fulfill the system.
1: Like Derek Carr. I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan, but I think he's a good quarterback and everybody that there's so much expectations on him right now as the quarterback for the, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm pretty sure it's tough. And I I feel for the people. I'm I'm with the people who are asking for maybe him to be traded. I don't think he, you know I mean? If another quarterback comes in, that's better than him. That's great. But I'm not really looking or, like, panicking and asking for a trade. But at some point. Do
0: the Raiders have any draft picks? They do. We do. Could the Raiders trade a bunch of draft picks to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers? I don't even think they need to. With the way Aaron Rodgers is playing Green Bay, I think... Just one draft pick. <laughs> I think maybe just
1: one. Not even a first-rounder.
0: Aaron Rodgers, has he signed an extension, as did Derek Carr this offseason. Um, but one of the reasons Devontae Adams, the wide receiver now for the uh, Raiders who played with Aaron Rodgers for all that time, says he didn't want to stay in Green Bay was because he wasn't sure if the quarterback play was going to be there. For him, like he wasn't right. sure if Aaron Rodgers was going to be long term, so why would right. he be there long term? If you know, so he decided to go somewhere where, you know, at least he knew the situation. Um, but if Aaron Rodgers, what is what needs to happen to make that happen? Like Derek Carr also signed an extension, though. So does that you got to include Derek Carr? Whoop! Definitely, definitely, because there's no way he's
1: going to stay on the bench. Right. He's been the starter his whole career. There's no way he's... I know he's a great guy, but even great people uh, have their limits. So...
0: (laughs) No way he would stay and be the backup to Aaron Rodgers. No, no, not at all. He would instead go to Wisconsin and be the backup to Jordan Love.
1: No, I don't think...
0: Or at least fight for that. Yeah, I think think so. Damn. Damn. Well, I mean, yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but that does seem like Every time you well, Aaron Rodgers is his like quarterback ability falling off, or is his wide receivers just don't know how to catch NFL I mean, passes you yet? Can,
1: you could also say it could be a combination of both. Maybe he does need great receivers because he has fallen off a little bit. You know
0: mm. I mean?
1: So, and I mean to go back to Derek Carr, you can't deny the connection that him and Devontae Adams have. I mean, look at that first quarter, that first half.
0: Um. And do you feel somebody- that was more uh, them scripting to get Devontae involved? Because last week he had a dud. He had like one fantasy point. He had one catch or something.
1: But last they week.
0: definitely looked at him, and he caught it at least six times that first drive. Right. So for it, like 80 yards of a touchdown. Right. It was, do you think that was on purpose? Or that's just that, who made the decision to throw to Devontae Adams all those times to start the game? I
1: think it's carr. I think it was carr. I, I, but, but he can't really do anything without McDaniel's okay. Oh, you know what I mean?
0: For McDaniel's offensive system. Right. But I feel like, but don't NFL teams script like the first 10 plays? That's what they should. Have. You know it. I mean, you got to go through your progressions, right? right. On each play. But, right. but you, Derek you Carr. Have... So Derek Carr made the decision okay, we're going to, yeah, we might be running all these certain plays, but eventually I'm going to throw it to Devontae when Devontae right. gets to a certain window or is, is open. So Derek Carr made
1: this. It. It's also part of uh, him not catching anything the week before.
0: Him yeah. being sick. Yeah. And yeah then, like, yep. I think
1: they wanted to get him involved early and catch a rhythm
0: early. Yeah. And they did. They just didn't keep it. <laughs> Yo, that's the thing, right? So if you if you script it, if you plan on getting him involved because of last week, and then also the quarterback is very focused on making sure that happens and even, even to the point of forcing it, it didn't look like he forced any of those throws. Devontae was open on almost every single one of them by at least a step. But so if you're making that concerted effort at the beginning and you can't repeat that, that same effort in the end, Does that mean that it was the coaching or just the players, the defense was able to read it better? What do you think happened in that second half? Uh,
1: For me, as a coach, it's always going to come down to coaching when it comes down to
0: second half adjustments. Because
1: if if the other team is adjusting to your offense, then that's your job as a coach is to now figure out a way to counter what they're doing to your offense Mm -hmm. if you're the offensive coordinator. So if the defense comes out and they're heavy on Devontae Adams, then you got to find ways to use Hunter Renfro, uh, Foster Moreau, yeah. who's – even though he's a backup, he's still a good tight end. Um, yep. Yep. Hollins has proven he can catch balls. Um, and you have Josh Jacobs, who I know they were also really keyed, uh, uh, keying on during the game because he has been just ripping through defensive lately. So, But oh, your job yep. as an offensive coordinator – is to make those adjustments. Is to come in if they counter with something. If they come into the second half adjusting to your offense, then you got to counter with something else. That's your job. That's what you're preparing for all week before the game.
0: So, both both of Derek Carr's passing touchdowns went to Devonte Adams. Josh Jacobs, no touchdowns here. Seventeen carries for sixty-seven yards, three point nine yard average. Josh Jacobs has been having a great season. He's been getting more uh carries you know even some looks in the passing game not not a ton but um still like four three or four passes his way also so he's like a number one back fully number one not in no committee um and now getting the usage that he's able to convert efficiently into good production that did not happen in this game for josh jacobs um (laughs)
1: They just needed to spread the field, and they couldn't. And so, if you can't do that as a team, obviously your running back's going to have trouble trying to get through a line mm-hmm. because they can stack the line as much as they want and not have to worry about you making passes downfield. So,
0: Yeah, the, the Raiders' skill positions on offense are all names you've heard of and high-production guys, high-floors. Yeah, and, and guys that really, st- like, when skill, they put the skill in skill position. Um, what is up with Hunter Renfro? He's not seeing the field. He's not, Mac Hollins is better than Hunter Renfro? Not at all. He's starting over him. He's playing a lot more he's, than him. He's actually playing the
1: second receiver. So Renfro isn't really losing mm. too many snaps. Uh, they're just calling plays where he's not on the field. But I so also no think slot? it's, like, like, last season, um, the reports were, like, he wasn't running routes that weren't in the play. He just ran them a certain way, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he ran him his way, which was amazing because he has all these double moves. He's so shifty, yeah. and he, he would shake. It was like, at the line of scrimmage, he'd shake them with two double moves. But I think now is uh, maybe he's being uh, handcuffed a little bit about – route running and how he's supposed to run his routes and
0: oh, how the damn.
1: Routes so that that's my guess and so you
0: I know, I know see... Josh
1: McDaniels is a tough dude but if the guy if he's talented enough to do the things that he was doing and have you winning I mean, you have to have a little bit of leeway for these guys
0: so yeah yeah play your best players um yeah, yeah I think maybe Devontae plays more slot because last year it was Hunter Renfro was the slot guy, right? Yeah. Like almost the all guy. the time. Yeah. And then whoever the other receiver was, he would play like the outside receiver while Hunter played the inside receiver slot. Right. And now that Devontae also plays a lot out of the slot and is able to do be moved around the field, maybe they need another outside receiver that they don't feel comfortable with that hunter renfro play that outside spot so then right. instead they got mac holland but <sighs> just, i feel like you need to like you said make exceptions and t- like tweak the system or right. insert plays where you can get this guy who is obviously super quick twitch can get open you know in a run, phone booth but just run, like
1: you run plays that are suited to your players abilities
0: Yeah, or it's like, I mean, if you want anybody on a drag route, Hunter Renfro, a drag or a whip, you know, a drag or a drag or go back out. Um, I feel like Hunter Renfro would be one of the top guys in the league. Is is in that, you know, short yardage receiver, quick cut, get open, and also has the hands to make uh these catches, and also. Like big time catches. Like this dude won a, a national championship. He he's won he's, he's scored won game he's winning up. touchdowns, but right. he's also been the player to make the game winning play right. at all these levels. So he's got catches in he catches the ball all the time. He catches it in big time. He gets open. Derek Carr obviously was finding him and had a connection to him. And then Josh McDaniels coming from the whole Julian Edelman, uh, Wes Welker inside. That's, what is that's that? What's not most your frustrating? thing. Is that, that? How does he not fit That is what's into most that. frustrating. Watching them is that I know that he's running right offense where
1: his slot those receiver guys shine. was literally the number. They were the number one receivers. They didn't yeah. have an outside receiver when those guys were there. Yeah, they had no. I mean, well, Randy Moss, but, <laughs> you're right? I Me, mean, Randy Moss, but that that was one. Oh yep, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. so to, to see his system not systeming uh when it looked like he had the tools and then also you add Devonte adams who obviously showed in that first quarter like we said he can do big plays and score and and make the third down catches but no, I don't care what so for say. it to fall apart at the end and the raiders to end up losing when after having a three-score lead is the coaching i think it's the coaching. I think we think it's the coaching. The, when at, does the coaching change?
1: I think at this point it is coaching. Um, and if it is, then I don't think it's going to come at the head coaching position. That's going to change, but I think mm. they're gonna. It's going to be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator that's going to have to go.
0: Do you think but, it, the defense? I I just think Patrick
1: Graham is there, and he's trying to. He's really trying hard to play his system, but he doesn't have the guys to run it. What
0: What's his uh, like defense or when he? Well, he ran a. Wait, who's he, Patrick he, Graham?
1: The uh, defense coordinator.
0: Uh, okay.
1: So he ran a hybrid system in at, with the Giants. Like he, he had a lot of three four. He had a lot of four three. He had a lot of. I think he also ran like a three five. So, but there's – right now, they're in the base of a 4-3. They're always in a 4-3. And I think it's – he just doesn't have the guys that he wants his system to be run with or run well with. So, he has to run a 4-3. But, like, it's just not working because he has other things – he had other things planned, and I just think he can't work with the guys that he has. Not that they're not good. They just don't fit that system. So,
0: The trade deadline is passed. Did the Raiders make any big trades? No.
1: uh, They did sign Blake Martinez, who's actually just attacking the machine right now, which is good for them. He's not too great in coverage, but which kind of hurts because neither is um, uh, Perryman. So that's tough to have two linebackers in that aren't well at coverage and then your best cover linebacker is hurt right now, who's Jayone Brown. Um, They are signing um, Sidney Jones. That is the report that they're going to sign Sidney Jones as soon as the Seahawks release him. So that will be a big help to them on the corner
0: side. Um, Devontae Adams says uh, no way Raiders should be losing like this. I don't is that a sentiment that you feel Raider Nation uh, agrees with? Yeah, of course. Well, you guys are, uh, what? what's the record right now? Two and six. Two and six. Oh, oh and five on the road. You really should. I mean, it should be like, honestly, six and two. Realistically. It could have been, yeah. yeah. It could have been totally flipped. <laughs> yeah. So my thing is,
1: Find a way to fix it now. Um, You don't have to look as far ahead as into next season, but you're going to have to fix it and forget whatever's happening in, like, these past – all the other games that happened before this. You're really going to have to fix it. Forget what happened beginning of the season. Um, Do your best to win out the rest of the season and start plugging the holes.
0: Speaking of the rest of the season, next week – uh, you guys are hosting the Indianapolis Colts, who's also going through a coaching change right now. Who just fired Frank Reich and installed Jeff Saturday, ESPN's <laughs> Get Up correspondent, former Colts center Jeff Saturday.
1: Uh, be will former be the Colts' great center
0: head coach. <laughs> great center, sure. Is he gonna? Is he a Hall of Famer? Multiple Pro Bowls. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I think he's. I think I think he's one of the one of the better centers in the league uh, that have played in the league. So I think so.
0: Jeffrey Bryant Saturday is a former American football center and sports analyst and the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, his recent his most recent coaching experience was for Hebron. Christian Academy, uh, a high school that he coached from 2017 to 2020. Uh, it's just a high school, a college prep school in Georgia.
1: So I'm one of those guys that I like to see new, but like, you know what I mean? He's, he's giving him an opportunity that that's great. A new guy getting an opportunity, but you're putting the careers of grown men into the hands of someone who's never coached at the collegiate level, even. And yeah. I don't even know. I don't think he was the head coach at that high school.
0: He wasn't so, even the head coach. Oh, no. It says, oh, well, the, it says here he was the head coach. Oh, okay, okay. He was like uh, 20 and 16. So not even good. <laughs> Yo, hey! You hear about that uh, that high school team that has that Pro Bowl, that Super Bowl champion, two time first team All Pro, uh, six time Pro Bowl former uh, center Jeff Saturday as the head coach? Yeah, they're uh, they're barely good. Right, they're I above mean, five hundred, but that doesn't say much. They're a fifty five <laughs> win percent team. How, how does this? Oh, but you talk about the careers of grown men. As the players, what about all the other coaches that, like, are on the staff? Like, oh, you're going to throw away the head coach, but you didn't think any of us could exactly be better equipped to run this team that we've been coaching for the exactly. whole year? So, I mean, But you're going to bring in this. So who made this decision? The head coach, the head, the owner? Of course. Uh, Ursae? Jim Ursay. Yeah. Who is friends with Jeff Saturday because he was one of his players for so long. I feel like they were on the golf course.
1: They were on the golf course. Oh, my
0: God, probably. (laughs) Because hey, man,
1: I'm about to fire Frank, right?
0: You think you can coach? Yeah, sure. You think you could just hold this team together till the end of the season? Come on, come (laughs) hang out. (laughs) Yo, so he's not really going to be the guy making coaching-like stuff, right? He's just going to be the face? There's no way he's really equipped to come in and make these decisions, right? Or or are they saying his 15, his 14 or whatever year career on the sidelines of the NFL mostly in Indianapolis is what uh um, yeah. is what makes him worthy but more like the guy that that's doing the freaking morning show on ESPN is better equipped to lead your team into battle each weekend than the coaches that have been leading your team into battle each weekend? What's even worse is, even if he's not play calling, he's the head coach. No way he's there's, play calling. There's no way I'm going into
1: a system, and even if I'm just going to be like you asked me to be the face of it, I have to have some kind of power. And to give him that kind of power to go on to a professional NFL team, multi dollar dollar co- uh, team, with Crazy. guys whose whose lives whose livelihoods are on the line because like if you make the wrong calls some of these guys should get cut because because you made the wrong call or cause you, you put, them put them in bad them from, positions yeah. so that's that's tough I mean that's uh eve and if Jim Irsay comes out as a genius because Jeff Saturday comes in and sparks something it's still a really bad decision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Colts could end? on us like a eight-game winning streak and finish 11, unless, 5, and 1.
1: Unless Jonathan Taylor comes back fully healthy, no ankle problem, uh, which is probably not because it's keeping him out of this game again, I think. Uh, no. Hey, I you hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yo know, I've, I've had the Raiders defense in uh, some of my fantasy uh, leagues each week, and, yo know, getting the couple sacks from Max Crosby – each week it is like nice, and then I just hope that they don't give up hella points. Last week, they gave up 24 points. I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> what is happening, guys? And they didn't get any of the extra stuff. I was, uh, um, I'm about to drop the Raiders defense, it, but you, you know, who's the, but watching the most watching Max Crosby this week. Oh, gosh,
1: yeah. Uh, New England's defense had 25 yeah. points in one of my leagues, yeah. and I was like, Thank God the guy I played. Left him on his big <laughs> Oh, sweet! Because I only won by four points, and if he had
0: those guys playing, I would have lost. Uh, yeah. I, uh, we played in fantasy this week. I had Joe Mixon. Thank you mm-hmm. for uh the W there. Yeah, you Fifty five points. Yeah, that was crazy. So, so, I mean, just
1: one last thing on the Raiders, as you were saying, it is. A little disheartening to watch Max Crosby go so hard. You know, mm-hmm. everything he has to play on defense and just always come up short every Sunday. And he's been doing it for the past three seasons. Even the season he had where he was uh, drinking, you know, uh, he talks about it, how he's a recovering alcoholic. and So, yeah, that's got to be tough because he gives his everything out there. And- that's
0: what it looks like, yep. Exactly. He's yeah. going if he, it looks like a different gear than the people trying to block him and right. even the defense that he's on. Like he's just moving faster, stronger, and playing it feels like playing a little little anger here. But I, I don't know if, if, if he always does that. Right. That's just his kind of like spirit. But he definitely looks like a more physical force than uh def, than the rest of the defense.
1: And I don't know if Ngakwe would have made a difference. Like, if he would have played different. But right now, like, he's playing a little better Mm -hmm. with the Colts than Chandler Jones is for the Raiders. So, that's tough.
0: Do you think Chandler Jones is getting, like, picked on? Like, getting getting double teamed? Like, they're able to focus on him? I think so. And that frees up Max Crosby?
1: Which is crazy, though, because I'd rather you double. If I'm your quarterback, I'd rather you double.
0: This outside guy.
1: (laughs) I'd rather you double that guy than that guy. That guy's a little old. He might be a little slower. Max Crosby is really trying to kill me right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd rather you double that guy. <laughs>
0: Max Crosby is headhunting, like, for free. They're not right. even having to pay extra no, for the fucking – he's, like, trying to knock the quarterback out of the game. He loves it. He uh, loves Because him. that would help the Raiders win, like, if they were, <laughs> they were going up against a backup quarterback. It. It's tough.
1: But my question is – how much better do you think the Chargers would be right now if Keenan Allen was healthy?
0: Oh, man. The Chargers are definitely hurting for, uh, for a quarterback or for a wide receiver that can catch balls. This last week was crazy. Um, last thing on the Raiders, y- are you guys going to beat Jeff Saturday's Colts this week? I do. I In do Vegas, it. right? In Vegas. In nice. Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> Uh yeah, let's talk about the Chargers. The Chargers went to Atlanta this week and uh beat the Falcons on uh on a field goal as uh, time expired. It was not a fun game to watch at all. Uh the Falcons started with a 10-point lead. Uh the Chargers defense looked kind of like uh water. Right like through a <laughs> like a a strainer, like yeah, they look like a strainer trying to stop water. Is what the Chargers' defense looked like. They were they gave up like sixty five yards on the ground on the first drive to three four different rushers to four different rushers. Mariota, Cordero Patterson was back. Uh, Tyler Algier and uh, Farley, Caleb Farley, who wasn't actually supposed to even play oh jeez um yeah so this was uh just more of the Chargers defense looking like it is not going to be able to really keep up with uh some of the tougher running offenses in the league and that's you know that doesn't that doesn't sit well especially well I guess in the AFC West it doesn't matter that much you just have to worry about Josh Jacobs because the Broncos and the Chiefs don't really have a running back that can knock you over like that. Um, but the Chargers were able to take a 14-10 lead in a halftime on Austin Eckler's two touchdowns in the second quarter. Um, in the third, Cordero Patterson had another three-yard touchdown run to make it 17-14. And then Cameron Dicker mm-hmm. uh, recently signed to the team, made two fourth-quarter field goals, one um as time expired for the Chargers to win the game 20 to 17 in Atlanta. Uh, the Chargers are now five and three. Six and three? Five and three. Five and three. So uh behind um yeah, behind the Chiefs, uh who are six and two. Um, I feel like just trying to fight, just trying to scrap together as many wins for that last couple weeks. Um, but we lost Austin Johnson, defensive tackle, who we signed uh, this week or J. this year. JC Jackson stood out. JC, yeah, if I go through the list, it's crazy. Joey Bosa, groin injury, uh, Austin Johnson, defensive tackle. Uh looked like his knee or something. JC Jackson, Mr. Interception, uh who we signed this off season is out. Um on offense, you know, all pro left tackle Rashawn Slater. Uh out, torn tricep or something, torn arm, peck, whatever. Uh the center has been in and out. Our left guard we lost. Our right tackle is kind of garbage. Our Josh our backup running back been hurt. Our top two wide receivers, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, have been hurt. Josh Palmer, our third receiver. Right. Like, it's tough. And then you see this this week, Justin Herbert is in the backfield and his throwing options are Joshua Palmer deandre carter gerald everett and Go michael ahead. bandy and i'm like well let's see if let's see what we got and it right. was barely enough really to uh, i feel like survive and it was definitely to the wire there this week versus the falcons See, I'm trying to see. Justin Herbert had, was 30 of 43 for 245 yards, a touchdown and an in interception.
1: I think for a Chargers fan, Boom. it's because you guys had so many expectations at the beginning, just like the Raiders. But you guys had signed such good players, and the system looked like it was just going to be amazing. And then these guys start getting injured. one about one? Starting with Keenan Allen. And I feel for Keenan Allen, man, because he's not getting as much flag for it as a Darren Waller. But people who don't get uh, hamstring injuries or have never had one, they don't understand that there's only one real way to heal your hamstring. is to rest it. You know what I mean? And if you don't, if the chances of pulling it again or even tearing something and, like, injuring even more is easy. You can go out there just to – and so these two guys at the position that they play – need that hamstring they need that burst and they need that that uh hamstring to push when they push off their leg and that could easily just on the just pushing off to to start running uh on a play could tear something or uh and that's tough so Keenan allen went down and jc jackson osa's been hurt since last year he's not really healthy Your, your d tackle gets hurt you know and then now uh mike williams who was doing a great job he's hurt now too and I think he's out at least one more game.
0: Yeah, a high ankle sprain. It's probably gonna be a couple more yeah. games.
1: So I mean, and Joku uh for the Browns had the same injury and he's missed three games. He might come back this game, might come back this game. So even though you guys are at five and three, I know it's a little disheartening to see everybody like that, because you're like, if we can be five and three with this team, imagine what we can do with everybody healthy. Hmm. And what if you play these harder teams? And you could, you're gonna need the players that you got to, you know, the, the, your top tier players. Yeah, you can have guys step up. You always want to say coaches will always say next man up, but the fact of the matter is, guys like Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they're not easy replaced. Even if you have great guys on your bench, you're gonna need those guys down the down the line to get into the playoffs to win. <sighs>
0: Yeah, uh, hopefully they're healed up in time. Um, Keenan Allen is, what, 32? That too. Never yeah, never been age. like, but but so the talk is that Keenan Allen is getting old. Right. Usually, the wide, do you think, I feel like running back kind of falls off even faster, but wide receiver I can see people going from one year where they're really good to another year where, They're kind of good, and then the next year they're just, they don't have it anymore. I don't think that's the case with Keenan Allen, especially because as far as speed, he's never been a fast guy.
1: No, so Keenan Allen, him getting older, if you go to his stats and you see the usage on him, and I hate to say stuff like this because these are actual people, but just like a car, his usage is so high. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, he's he was basically their Devontae Adams. Anytime you needed something, get it to Keenan Allen. And he didn't play outside receiver, like regular outside receivers, where he was playing the line. No, my guy plays the middle, and he was getting hit through the middle. Anytime he caught the ball, he was catching in the middle, making big catches over the middle. So his usage and um, just the pounding he's been taking – through his career, obviously it's going to catch up, and I think this season is catching up to him.
0: And so, yeah, it's taken a long time for this hamstring, right? Uh People like to say that Brian right. Robinson, the running back for the Commanders, he got Come shot back. after Keenan Allen got injured. Totally
1: different. Totally different. Again, where did he, he get shot? Back.
0: At? What did he <laughs> hit in his
1: body? This is why I hate people. It is late. This is why I hate people.
0: <laughs> so this fool got shot, recovered, and came back and is playing faster than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen came in last week for a couple plays in the beginning, and then uh, in talks this week, he told uh, reporters, "You know, it doesn't feel good, uh, and I'm probably not going to play, but I'm definitely not going to come full out there like trying to ball out until." It's fully healed. So I I think he understands that the only way is really to rest it. But he tried to come back, and it was like, uh, nope, sorry. But that was the same game where we lost Mike Williams in the fourth quarter to that high ankle sprain, and it looked super bad when he got tied up on that play. Um, So I don't – I'd be looking at it. I'd be looking at an injury – And I'm like, okay, I know they're saying it was a high ankle sprain, but the way it looked when I was watching it and how much pain this man was in, writhing, like yelling, with mouth wide the fuck open, like, ah! I feel like it's going to be a more severe, probably a little longer high ankle sprain than normal. They're in L.A.
1: I need his number. I can get him to a lady in L.A. that'll fix his ankle. I've seen it done before. (laughs) In She uses uh tea leaves. No, she uses her heel to rub that stuff out. <laughs> ow. Ow. If 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 you aren't Polynesian and you don't know, go ahead and go and YouTube uh Sabon Fufu Ankle. And I'm pretty sure there's a video on there and they'll show you in Sabon. It's called uh they solely your ankle. So in Sabon solely is really to like, uh, uh, what is the word? In English? <laughs> it's to really like, if you solely something, it's like to, gosh, I know the English word, I just can't get it. Um, anyway, what 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 happens is, and th- there's a method to it. I know if you watch these videos, you guys are going to be like, hell no, he's just stepping on his ankle. That's not what happens. <laughs> these people who do it, um, they, they, They've been taught, just like a chiropractor or a masseuse or whatever mm-hmm. I guess you can say, to like if it's a sprained ankle, uh, I don't know. It's like they're moving the ligaments and muscles where they're supposed to be, but so basically they put their heel on it and they rub it out. Chiropractor, heal <laughs> the heel. heel
0: chiropractor services.
1: I'm telling you. I'm telling y'all. I've seen it work. I've seen it work. Uh,
0: um, yo, know, immediate Peds. <laughs> Test positive. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't know. He was using some methanol. Some methanol. <laughs> Methylatum in his heel. Just be careful on what meth you're using. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers' next game is in San Francisco on Sunday night uh, versus the 49ers who didn't have Debo Samuels this week, but they did have... Uh, Christian McCaffrey or are they uh, sorry they uh, they were on a bye but they do now have Christian McCaffrey as their lead back yeah who uh, apparently I do not feel good about this matchup at all Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan's rush focused big play offense versus a Chargers defense who is not only susceptible but sometimes inviting to the run i don't i hope the chargers play with like 110 percent you know because that's the only way (laughs) that look like the chargers defense went at full strength on paper at the beginning of the season before any of this bullshit happened crazy rush, right? Cuz you just signed two of the biggest defensive tackles, Sebastian Austin, uh Sebastian Joseph Day, and from the Giants, Austin Johnson. Um and then you also have Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other. Khalil Mack who stripped the ball away inside the 5-yard line uh versus Drake London fight on. Um he just like Went up like he was going to tackle him. And instead, Vice ripped the football away from Drake London, ripped it away from him, and then slowly made his way back up uh the field. But the Chargers got a rip away fumble. And it was dope to see. Like, Drake London was like, wait, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Kahlil, but Khalil Mack looked so slow when he was running back. I wanted him to just take a knee. Um, yeah. So that was going to be the line and then you either your secondary was going to be the emerging Asante Samuel jr. You have Mike Davis. You had Derwin James, James. Nazir Adderley. Um, the JC Jackson. You had JC Jackson, who's going to be able to lock down any wide receiver on the outside. You have Asante who can lock down anybody on the inside or can, keep up with fast guys on the outside you have derwin james who can cover the back or up close to the line you have some linebackers that have potential but haven't shown you know play to the best of their abilities yet and then you had that crazy line that was not only going to help stop the run but was going to edge rush and disrupt the pass and on paper it looked great until joey bosa got injured in like the first week and then Someone else got injured, and then someone else got injured, and then it just like piece by <laughs> pieces is falling apart. And uh, it's frustrating. And now, against this Niners offense that has been s- seemingly revitalized, and this, uh, I'm sure Levi Stadium is that what it's called now? is gonna yeah. be rocking. Uh, it's, it's gonna be that's gonna be tough. And Justin Herbert still doesn't look fully back together. I don't think that – it. I want to say the rib has not healed, but I also think it might, and he's just like trying his best to do what he can with what he has left. But, yeah, I think to the question that led this all off, the Chargers would be a lot better uh, if Keenan Allen was playing. They might only be like six and two if Keenan Allen was playing, but he they definitely would have had a lot easier time in, in in the wins and they would have been a lot closer in the losses. Um if they had like a credible threat because signing Michael Bandy from the practice squad and Michael Bandy, I think, you know, a little bit of honey badger in him. Um he's also like the Wes Welker Julian Edelman type and right. um, where it just feels like he can be put in the slot and then just appear on the other side of the field kind of wide open and, and able to make a, a catch. Maybe not like a long run after but definitely able to get open before and um, make the catch which is something that hasn't been happening man. People are dropping balls like not just for the Chargers, all over the league. You're seeing well, I mean, in this game versus the the Falcons, Marcus overthrew some uh he overthrew a wide open Kyle Pitts for like a long ass touchdown, for like a seventy yard touchdown or something. And he overthrew him. Um and then there were yeah, there were some drops and it just looked like not Hey is that that's on the receiver, right? Or Oh, if it's a drop, I'm sure sh- if it's shouldn't. a drop, it's on the receiver. If it makes
1: it to your hands
0: without being deflected or you yeah. know,
1: you having to make like a really large adjustment like spin twice to just, just to catch it, yeah, you got to catch that ball. That's that's your job. You literally your position is
0: called wide receiver. <laughs> got to catch it. The Chargers are 5 and 3, they're going to the Niners who are 4 and 4. It is Sunday night football. I think it got flexed a Sunday night. I think it got flipped with a different game. Oh, so uh, got the first so game. we're going to get fucking ran on in prime time, baby. Oh, hey, my goodness. This is what I'm saying. But look, man, look.
1: Think about next year when everybody else. <laughs> Not that you should be thinking ahead <laughs> of the season. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you, you guys season is still good. You know what I mean? You guys are playoff playoff contenders right now. Yeah. Um. But think about. I think the most concerning injury would be uh Bosa's because he's been injured for multiple seasons and it's it's like it's the same thing. And oh, okay. So hopefully it's not like a, a degenerative, uh, like muscle or like a bone or something that's just deteriorating. Uh, it's just getting worse every time. So hopefully it's nothing like that. But I think Bosa's injury is probably the most concerning because he's been injured the longest.
0: Uh, I and they've also been trying to make him play more outside linebacker than just yeah. straight up hand in the dirt edge rusher yeah. yeah and immediately i was thinking well you're making him do different shit so his body is like trying to make different moves he's like sure. backpedaling more and sure. like planting a little differently on those black- yep. backpedals so maybe it's like how do you
1: you have to you train can't different.
0: plan for these i mean no. you can't really ex- these injuries not to happen. It's not at all.
1: It's
0: um, but the way, yeah, like, exactly. as a player,
1: if you if you if you play sports, you always hear people say, "If you're going to play scared, you're definitely going to get injured." So you just got to go out there and just like,
0: really is that nervous. real? I have seen Tyler Lockett fall down after the catch a lot of times. He's doing all right. That's what
1: I. That's what I said. So if you go out there and you don't think about it, like, if you, if you're out there thinking and worrying about getting hurt, you're obviously going to get hurt because you're looking for it. And it's gonna come, and then you're gonna oh. just. Yeah, but if you're out there, I always play, thought
0: that was a. I always thought that was like a coach thing that they say to you because if you're. But as a player, scared, to be. it's. Right, but if you're running around scared, not only are you more likely to get injured, but you're less likely to make the catch. And I can't fucking have that on third down if I if you're my <laughs> slot. So I have to tell you, hey, if you play like you're not gonna get injured, you won't get injured, okay? For my player to I feel like that's another one of those coach things you, <laughs> you just gotta hey hey get out there and play like a, play like a full dog that you are I don't need you on See, no puppy shit it's hard for me because I'm a coach but I, I I
1: played a little I played a little I mean I played mostly uh basketball yeah, I played football a little bit baseball but I think I think it's real I think if you're out there just worried about getting hurt it's gonna come to you because you're just looking at people like you're just so worried you're mm-hmm. gonna get hurt and you're doing everything possible to not get hurt maybe, and then you're going to go soft one time. You know what I mean? You're going to go like half speed one time, and you're going half speed in the whole defense or whoever you're playing, whether it be baseball, basketball, football, volleyball, everybody else is going full speed.
0: You're the one that's going to get trampled. So, yeah. Head So out to swivel. avoid crashing, go faster.
1: Just like boxing, if, if your opponent is rushing you, you don't back up because, I mean, how can you fight backing up? You you go around yeah, it. so you find your. That's race.
0: what they need to tell Joey Bosa's trainer and coach. <laughs> Can't fight backing up. Let this big bear go forward. Amen. I really hope that the injuries heal up in time, uh, but I'm also beginning to become resigned that this is going to fall apart eventually because of the injuries and the tougher competition. I don't know you uh, guys have been game the last four weeks, all right, we've had the Browns, the Broncos, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. Okay, okay. Check this out. Since week three, we played the Jaguars, the Texans, the Browns, the Broncos, and the Seahawks. We went three and two. Those are names that you thought, you know, compared against the Chargers would do five and zero. Oh, right. The Chargers would go five and zero oh against those teams. Um. And our point differential is is so close. It's like the point differential of a team that is actually three and five instead of five and three. Right. So I think the Chargers are their Chargers record is definitely better than the Chargers team right now. You think so. You think so. I do. Um. I hope with uh, how weird football is and how the ball bounces that weird things happen and this continues and we finish the season maybe. Uh, ten and seven or eleven and six, which is what we're on pace to do now at the midseason. Um, it, but I'm not holding my breath on that. Um, and the next couple teams that we're going against, the Niners, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, and the Raiders, this next stretch could be pretty important. Um, it's definitely going to be important. Is uh, it could be. Uh it could change things. Right. Make I'll figure time. out what the word is at. Uh, Make word? break time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be it's a monumental stretch. That's not the word I'm looking for. What is the word I'm looking for? Consequential stretch of gains. Uh I'll figure out the word by next week.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, so uh the Chargers not fully healthy are going against some teams that are rounding the corner and and beginning to kind of get their playoff battalion into shape. So uh, I hope Sunday goes uh, well. Let me see what the projections are on this Chargers at Niners. Ugh. The Niners are a 75% uh, projected to win the game uh, by ESPN Analytics. The Niners are a seven-point favorite. Oh, my God.
1: Just because they're healthy, that's all
0: they're they're healthy and they've got a new little toy uh, that's been scoring a lot of touchdowns. Ah, I hope I hope things go well. Uh, I just understand if they don't, but, you know. As a family. Carolina fan, it must be really
1: hurtful to see him healthy in San Francisco.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, why can't you just be healthy in Carolina? I, I mean, wasn't he healthy?
0: Usually he had like those like one or two season – Ending injuries, but he's been a stud before, but now he's like a stud with space to hit like with holes to hit. Yeah. With like yeah. not everybody focusing on him because they still gotta watch Debo and Iuke and Kittle and you know, not Jeff Wilson Jr. anymore. And he got traded to the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. He's probably in a better situation anyway.
0: Jeff Wilson Jr. is already taking work away from Raheem Mostert. He yeah. he outscored Mostert uh this <laughs> week. Um so yeah. I think my worst thing in fantasy is that I can't keep up with the changing situations. Like I'll draft a monster, but I won't be able to read the season long waves and changes. Like if somebody right. else is getting the work now, like I'm not able to keep up with that. And I think that's the biggest thing that keeps me from breaking down in the middle of the season towards the playoff push is like, I'm still starting to, you know, Alan Robinson. No, I I wasn't ever that that bad. Sorry. I was about to say
1: you're not that big. Come on. Man.
0: <laughs> I'm still trying to make Michael Pittman Jr. work, even though his quarterback is now Sam Ellinger. That's and, what I was just about to say. That's hard you know, because stuff so, like that, uh, like
1: stuff like that, yeah, is is always going to be hard to play out because, like, I think you'd rather like me and Noah had this talk. I think you'd rather have uh, an elite quarterback play with subpar wide receivers, because you know he's going to get the ball to the Like, if you have, like, three receivers who are average or a little bit above average, your quarterback is elite. He's at least going to get the ball to these guys. You know what I mean? Well, but if you have coaches? a, if you have thinking, a crappy quarterback and then you can say Aaron Rodgers.
0: Oh, I was – no, I was going to think Herbert, uh, right? So, right. Justin Herbert, right? Everyone thinks Justin Herbert as like, the next big, tall – Strong arm yeah. quarterback, yeah. Uh, and he's throwing to like we said, Josh Palmer, Michael Bandy, DeAndre Carter, who's so a I think shooter. I think they're in a better
1: situation than the Colts are because, uh, not to take anything away from Sam Addinger, he made it to the NFL, he has got skills, right. but I don't think he's the quarterback that's going to be able to hit his yeah. receivers like those guys are great receivers, they're also young though, so you're gonna have to have a quarterback that's going to be able to push them a little bit, like make those throws that if they can't get super open, but is able to make the throw
0: to like the window that they're given. You know what I mean? Do you think if Justin Herbert was on the Dolphins with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, he'd be okay right now? I think he'd be okay.
1: I think he'd be okay. I don't I don't
0: yeah. So that
1: that's always going to be a bias uh, uh debate for me, just because one, I'm Polynesian and you know the Polynesian is always gonna go <laughs> for it. For a tour, to a ma'am, two is because I've seen to uh play against my nieces and nephews in Hawaii, uh, when they played uh, AYF. I mean, and then you saw all the clips of him in high school, and then again, as a Polynesian, you were like, Oh wow, this kid's getting he's the number one quarterback in the country, Bama. Okay, also, him battling it out at Bama. I mean, to come in and take uh. Jalen Hurts, hats off to Hurts. who's having a great season right now, mm-hmm. both team wise and individually. But to, to see him come in and, and battle that out and win that out, you know, because Jalen Hurts had won them a championship before. Uh, but man, he had some games at at, at Alabama. If you watch Tua play, he had some games, man. Like he's he's one of those guys that you can talk about his arm Wait, okay. strength all day long.
0: But yeah, I don't at? think Tua's arm strength is the same as Justin Herbert. So oh no, no. Uh, But but watching some of the – I watched – right. I watched this last game – oh, no, the game last week where he was, you know, on play action, turning around immediately, like reading the pressure, turning around immediately and heaving the ball downfield to try to get ahead of where Tyreek's going and still underthrowing him. Like immediately snapping the ball and throwing it downfield and still underthrowing him. I don't like to see that. (laughs) It's not because – but it does show how good a jump ball receiver Tyree Kill is and also how open he can get because even on these 40, 50-yard catch and tackles that he's making, he's coming back to the ball and jumping over DBs to pluck it away from them. Like, he's turning interceptions into to big plays for feel the it. offense.
1: I see. And so, going back to, like, Tua's to arm strength, I've seen him, like, especially in college, I mean, I've seen him throw the long ball. I mean, maybe, maybe the guys weren't as fast as Tyreek Hill, but he's able to oh, throw yeah. a good long ball. Uh, but also, I think some of the injuries, like the hip injury he went through, he almost lost his leg, literally. Um, in college, uh, and then like the injuries he's going through now, I'm pretty sure it's taking a little bit off of it, off of the throw. But again, two has also never been there. You've never heard anybody ever say, "Damn, two can throw it all the way downfield." That was never his his strong suit. He's an accurate quarterback, and he yeah. wins, and that's what he's doing now. So, you know. But to your question, I think Justin Herbert would, yeah, automatically do just as maybe even better than Tua in Miami with the guys that he has there.
0: The the Dolphins are coming off of three straight wins. And Tua has them at six and three. Oh, they're in the same division as the Bills.
1: Right, who they beat.
0: So the Bills are only six and two, so they about – they they must have took their bye week already. The Bills are six and two and at the top. The Jets and the Dolphins are six and three in second place in the AFC East, and the New England Patriots are third or fourth in the at five and four.
1: Damn, Out Of all those teams. I think the one team that's overachieving right now are the Jets, not because they're a bad team, just because they're, they're just <laughs> personnel wise. I don't think they're as good as these other teams, but they are winning. So they're overachieving because they're playing for such a great coach. I think, mm. I, yeah, I think he's such a great coach. And it goes beyond more than um X's and O's for him. I think the guys wanna win for him. You know, so if you have a coach like that, uh it's gonna bring out like like you said, you want your Chargers to play 110% better this coming game. I think uh, uh brings that out in his players. I think they give him 120 just because they want to play for him and that's how they're winning right now.
0: Because you, you don't think You don't you don't think the Jets are gonna make the Super Bowl like George said in the in the group chat? No, I don't.
1: <laughs> I, I respect George for it. I don't because I again I mean whatever people are gonna say, you're gonna need better quarterback play than what uh what's the kid's name? I said I don't even know his name. Uh Zach Wilson. Is that his name?
0: The uh, Quarterback, yep, yeah, for the Jets, Polynesian. Uh, Hall he of is, famer.
1: he's, uh, I mean, uh, another imposter in the Polynesian world, but whatever. <laughs>
0: the Jets just have kidding. more, just kidding, the, guys. <laughs> the Jets have more wins than the Bengals, than the Titans, than the Chargers. See, so of all the teams that are like
1: not performing, I, I think the Bengals are getting away with not being talked about as much.
0: Oh, they're uh, not, um, like, taking over the AFC North after being in the Super Bowl last year?
1: Right. I I mean, they kind of got better. They fixed their O-line a little bit better. I mean, they got some guys.
0: So, and I know Jamar Chase, is he back yet? No. Does that mean last year's Super Bowl run was a fluke? No, not at all. Not at all. Just something's going on this year where that's keeping the Bengals down?
1: Also, a lot of other teams got better. So, like uh like the Bucs. So I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day. Jesus. Like the Bucs went and signed, re-signed everybody. They have almost literally the exact same team. That's great. I know you Super Bowl champions, you don't want to change anything, but every other team went out in the offseason and got better. And you decided that you wanted to keep some of the guys, you thought that none of the I know you won a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But you don't think that you could have let some of those guys go to so get maybe a little bit better personnel to help Tom Brady.
0: They're yeah. like, nope. Going to run the same team back and hope it doesn't fall apart again.
1: And now it's falling apart. So, I mean, and so it's Tom Brady. But you couldn't predict that, so I get that. I get that. Who's you, who, uh, who, who? What do you going
0: to say? Go I'm, I'm looking at a uh, point differential. Oh, um, the New York
1: Jets
0: are plus twenty. Hmm. Yeah, who are they playing? I mean, that's uh oh, on, on the season. Hmm. Um so some of the AFC East leaders are the Bills. The Bills lead also the league, uh plus 102. Yeah. Um uh, Jets are points. plus twenty in second place, the Dolphins are minus eleven in third place, and the Patriots are plus thirty-seven. So, it's like these teams are should be better than – I mean, their record looks good.
1: So, now that we're talking their about the Jets – Their point
0: differentials should be more if they're a six-win team than 20.
1: We're talking about the Jets now, and I know on your agenda we have – we'll give a uh, mid-season awards. So, I think this would be a good time to give you my mid-season award for rookie of the year, even though he's out for the rest of the season. Was a uh, Breeze Hall, I think. Ooh. Yeah. Even though he's hurt, I think mm-hmm. he was a big reason that the Jets are where they are right now. And I know people are going to say running back is probably the easiest position to come in and play and be better at. But yeah. you still have to run against grown men you've never run against. Like, if there's one thing I've always constantly heard from players transitioning from college to NFL, is the speed of the game. You know, like they get there and kids in college are fast, but like, not the whole team. Then you get to the NFL, and it's like, wait a minute, there's he love you guys? who can run that fast, <laughs> you know. So they, they can run that fast, and they can all hit you just as hard as the other guy. So
0: I, I think. think if, I think if Brees Hall was uh, going to play the whole season, he definitely right. would have had the uh, that locked up. So
1: I'm going to give you my defensive player uh, rookie of the year as well. It's Sauce Gardner. So
0: both from the same team. Oh, yep. That's who I had also as yeah. defensive rookie of the year.
1: Although I felt like that last play was a offensive, I mean, defensive uh, interference on. Uh...
0: Oh, he was he was all over Gabe Davis. <laughs> I mean, yep. the only thing that. worse
1: you could have did was ride his back.
0: <laughs> he did a little bit, but he was he like did. like this. Yeah. <laughs> what I what I was thinking was he doesn't really look back for the ball at all. At all, he like kind of turns his head a little bit, but At then all. he likes right back on him, and there's a whole another two seconds of yeah. face guarding. <laughs> but Sauce Gardner has been, yeah, real um, deal for sure. The real deal, six foot four, lanky, fast, and gets his uh, is able to swat away yeah. a bunch of these people and stay on uh, a bunch of these receivers. He's he's like Daryl Revis, except taller. Yep. A lot more athletic, but he's he's having that that lockdown. Yeah, he's I'd have face. Sauce Gardner as the defensive rookie of the year, and then I think one of the running backs, either Damian Pierce or Kenneth nice. Walker of the Seahawks, who has now got the full uh, starter position now that Rashad Penny is out. Uh, if he continues to do what he's been doing the last couple of games since he took over the starting job, he's I, he might run away with it. Damian Pierce, though, has had the starter's job uh, since the I, beginning. I guess yeah, since the beginning of the season. Even though that first week, Rex Burkhead was out uh, there a lot. Um, both,
1: two, both two amazing guys, like they're great. amazing. Kenneth Walker also just. I mean, going back to fantasy, it's he's making me look like a genius because in two of my leagues, I <laughs> took him. I took him, and people were like, "Kenneth Walker, he'll never play." He's trying. I said, "Look, wait, wait. He's gonna be a starter." And I'm telling. Was telling people at the drafts, he's gonna be a starter and he's going to be good because he was just amazing at Michigan State. And then I'm sorry, Rashad Penny. You know what I mean? I, I feel for he him. He knew it. But when he got hurt, and I was like, oh, yes. Bro. vindication. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like we never wish for injuries. We no. just feel like eventually the guy that's injured every year is probably going to get injured. Again. Right. Um, Yeah, I hate that. I have uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. in as many leagues as possible right now because – which is going to make you look like a genius get, now? Gets hurt. Uh, yeah. So, what else? Um, comeback player of the year. Man, you know who what? do you it's... think? Who do you feel like? I think Geno Smith had like kind of a feel for this. He has to, right? I think I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Called. You know, they try to write me off. I ain't right I, back. I ain't right back though. Yeah. I, I mean, that line alone. I'd give you comeback player of the year for that. Um, well, I mean, who who else would you give Saquon? Saquon, possibly.
1: I I just don't think that he like people like, yeah, stats wise, I think he came back. He's having an amazing year, but I don't think people would like were like, nah, no, Saquon's not going to be who he was ever ever again. But like for Gino Smith, it was literally he was at the end of the bench on some of these teams.
0: Yeah, he's just, he you, know, a like, or, you know like Yeah. Like, I think he was out of the league for a little bit, to be honest. Um, man, this this season they traded for they traded Russell Drew Wilson. Locke. The Seahawks traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos and got Drew Locke back. Drew Locke. uh, with a bunch, you know, a bunch of picks. People were gonna say was gonna um, be a starter. And then they re-signed Geno Smith. Geno Smith, but because he wasn't on the Drew team Locke. when Drew Locke got traded there. Like, right? Okay, they, he was they, like right. his contract was up. Yeah. So, yeah, Geno Smith, uh, love that he's showing people what he can do uh, now that he's been given the opportunity. Um, I, do, I do have Saquon there. Uh, just like, you know, people were questioning whether this guy should have been a first-round pick, should have, you know, they that. saw the explosion in the first season and then he fell off in, due to injuries or coaching or, right. you know, play calling, whatever. Uh, but now that – Brian Dayball is there. Um, he's given him the opportunity to shine and, and Saquon's really stepped up and stepped back into the spotlight. Man, um, and just So he's he definitely, is, I think he's in talks for that, that award. right? Record. And the
1: off season work that he did to get better uh, health wise, not just yeah. on the field, because he was already amazing on the field, but the hard work that he put in just to come back from that injury, which could very well have been a career ending injury for him. I mean, that's amazing. Uh so it's really nice to see him um, having a great season. You could even say the same for, I guess, Christian McCaffrey.
0: I mean. Oh, man. Not not A not mid-season in the comeback, bro. Right. Mid-season comeback player of the year. Right, because sure. he got hurt last year. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, damn. He was hurt a little bit last year. Uh,
1: but I think definitely those two guys, Geno Smith and Saquon Barkley, are deserving of that I'm going to write it out with you Uh, yeah so
0: that's going to be interesting who would you have as coach of the year so far
1: right now man um, McDaniels uh, with the Dolphins
0: oh I thought you meant McDaniels
1: (laughs) yeah for keeping his job right now for (laughs) whatever trick he did to keep his job
0: (laughs) he deserves coach of the year (laughs)
1: Hey, no, you're still man. a coach, coach of the year, bro. Hey, coach of uh, the year. Man. I'm still Mike here. Mike
0: McDaniel in his first season, uh, in Miami, taking the uh, the Dolphins and really getting through some injuries. And right. then, but
1: to hear the players talk about their relationship with him, I know a lot of them say he's weird, he's uh, or like uh, awkward, but to hear the way his players have warmed up to him and like you know, what I mean, how yeah. they talk about he has their back and they're comfortable yeah. with him. That's a great thing, man. Um, especially to, to who's who had played under uh, Flores, who everybody thinks is an offensive genius, and but just couldn't get on the same page with
0: Flores. Team.
1: Yeah,
0: Brian Flores. He's like oh, a was defensive.
1: It, defensive defensive defense.
0: Yeah, that was he was the defensive coach that was right. like, I don't want to fuck with this left-handed guy that's right. throwing wobbly passes in his early years.
1: Exactly. And so, now,
0: where is Ryan Fitzpatrick?
1: <laughs> retired now.
0: Bring him into uh, in the fourth quarter.
1: And so, Jesus. yeah, I mean, not only has he helped the team, but uh, he's helped a kid who was probably at the end of his rope. Like, I don't know. I, if it wasn't for Mike McDaniels, I don't think uh, the rest of Tua's career would have been, even if it's just for this season, mm-hmm. I don't think the rest of his career would have been what
0: to Tua, to right. he has reset Tua's career trajectory. Yes,
1: the trajectory is it, such a different path than it's on right now.
0: Yeah. um, I, For coach of the year, I'm going to say the uh, undefeated team's coach, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. Uh, maybe it's Jalen Hurts, you know, turning the page as a really good quarterback. Maybe it's the signing of A.J. Brown. Maybe it's the defense rounding into, you know, the picks they made to, to restock the team or whatever. But uh, whatever they got going on in Philadelphia... Uh, it seems to be working. Sirianni is a second I mean, year coach, first year second, coach, second. Okay, yeah, yeah. If, second if, I, was year it, if team. I was
1: to give it to the Eagles, any and you can give it to any coaching person on the Eagles, I'd give it to, I don't even know who their defensive coordinator is, but I would give it to the Philadelphia Eagles, defensive coordinator. Nothing against Sirianni, but that defense is they're playing lights out every night. And then they added Robert Quinn to their D line, which their D line didn't need.
0: Oh, because, bro, Christ. he was making crazy tackles.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so On Monday got,
0: night, yeah, Love
1: it. you got Robert Quinn Wait. added to that.
0: Wait, Robert Quinn?
1: Are you talking about uh,
0: who am I thinking about? Roquan Smith.
1: Roquan Smith. Yeah. Who's again? I can't believe they let him go to. They, yeah,
0: the Bears are like. Come and get it. Everyone betray right. us. <laughs> right. So, uh, All right. Um, so you got Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins. Yes, I've sir. got Sirianni of the Eagles. And for most valuable player of the year at the midpoint, Mark. Man, you
1: know what? I'm Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. <sighs> yes, Eddie. Yes, Noah. I just said. Jalen Hurts, you're welcome. (laughs) Jalen Hurts,
0: third year quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles. I like I I I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts. He seems like a you know, like a respectable, just like studious, right, hardworking, good guy, kinda, you know, like that's is is the vibe I'm getting. And he's making the right plays on the field, making the right plays off the field. Uh, Jalen Hurts you think is the key that turns that team?
1: I think it is. And it it goes, again, uh, I'm one of those guys who you can look at stats all day long. And I know his are like, there's guys out there who are probably putting up better stats than him. But what he brings to that team is those guys on the field believe in him. So anytime they go out on the field and they look to Jalen Hurts, they know he's going to go out there and win for them or he's going to give everything he can to win for them. And I think that counts a lot for these types of awards. Um, You know, your O-line goes out there and they know that they got to protect you because without that, they won't win because they know you're the most valuable player. That's why your line works so hard to protect you. Your receivers want to do better. They want to catch everything you throw at them. You know, so even your defense, your defense is probably working hard. So that way when you get on the field, you're better to succeed, so. I think Jalen Hurts brings
0: a lot more than just the stats to the Eagles, and that's why I think he's going to be the MVP. I I like it with a different quarterback. I think it, it it turns into like it depends on your view of the word valuable,
1: right? No, totally.
0: Um, and that's how that's how you know people have this discussion of you know who the MVP should be. All the and time it's, is like, it's, yeah, why. It's are you is it the, the person games. putting up the most stats? Is it the person that elevates his teammates the most? The one that keeps things together, that gets the W's, you know, right. late in games? Um, I can definitely, I know Jalen Hurts is, is up there in the MVP conversation, right? Uh, also up there is uh Josh Allen of the Bills and Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs. Mm. I do think the Chiefs would fall apart a lot more than the Eagles would if they didn't have their current quarterback. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs are. I'm gonna go yeah. I gotta go Patrick Mahomes. Just yeah. like the uh, the how valuable he is to that team by himself and right. yeah, and exactly and to that team and to that system. Like, yeah, Andy Reid made shit work with uh, Alex Smith, but the You know, what that team can do and their ceiling, um, as far as offensively and uh, season long and championship wise, uh, is so much higher with this freaking guy, uh, that I like, you know, love to watch but hate to see do too well (laughs) because he's in our division. But the throws he makes, the fucking spins, the turns, the spins. To speed when he needs to. I will be um, honest.
1: I haven't yeah. watched a Kansas City game unless they're playing the Raiders. There's I've never watched a Kansas City game in the past two seasons unless they're playing the Raiders. One, because I don't like him because he's so good. <laughs> yeah. And two is
0: because I don't like the Chase either. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have Hertz. I have Mahomes by an edge. Those are our midseason uh Rankings for the NFL. I do think
1: Josh Allen's gonna win it though, just because it's gonna be a vanish, though. If they keep on winning, if the Buffalo Bills keep on winning. I think uh they'll give it to Josh
0: Allen. I, yeah, I think it does it does depend on how this second half of the season yeah. goes. If the Eagles, you know, lose a couple more games, then definitely uh some of these other uh higher caliber quote unquote quarterbacks uh might take the lead in MVP voting. Right. But if the Eagles stay undefeated. And Jalen Hurts how, how keeps do you doing not, what he's doing. How do you not? You know, yeah, yeah. It, it might just go to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is our recap of this week and the uh, midpoint way of the NFL season. Any shout-outs? You went uh, to yeah. uh, shout-out Portland State?
1: shout Portland State Women's basketball. They played a great game. They played a uh, Warner Pacific yesterday. Uh they got some they got some snipers on that team. Man, Woo. uh they got some ballers. They, they can shoot. Uh shout out to um one of my good friends, Kiana Yoseki. you playing for them. She plays the two and the three. She's uh she's a walking bucket. She plays defense too, she's up and down the court. Kiana, uh next game, I think is Saturday. So if I'm not doing anything remotely important, <laughs> then I'll be at the game again to watch them play. So uh, nice yeah they, they look they look great they look, you're also they look, taking they look, photos i do uh i mean if, if i'm at a event like that i'd like to, i mean i'm the type of person i want to sit there and watch the game i love basketball so um but i do take my camera with me to things like this because you never know what you're gonna see and mm. you know so uh you can check out my page at uh simon dover photography on instagram and see the photos that i took i post them on there um, if it's stuff like that, I know there's a lot of people. Someone asked me the other night. It was like, oh, you post photos like that, but do you ever charge people? I was like, not really, because I'm there to watch the event myself, and so it'd be, I don't know, I'd feel wrong if I'm players were asking me for photos and stuff like that that they could have. I'm just gonna give you the photos because I wasn't paid to come and take photos of you. So why would I charge yeah. you for these photos? Anyway, yeah, I posted them. Uh, they're great photos. I still have more photos from the games, so um by chance if uh you're a Portland State women's basketball player if you want some of the photos that I took you can hit me up on Instagram again at Samoan Doughboy Photography uh I'll shoot you the photos and if you need them edited anything like that let me know I'll get them to you like that so
0: and also yeah. bro also shout out again for the Halloween Town photos those oh, were uh man bro, those were dope to see just like kind of shots of all the costumes and people that were out there. So, and then story, also the yeah. posts that you're doing now.
1: Quick story before we go, uh, I was taking these photos. I know we, we kind of left together, but uh, as I was standing there, I was like, you know what? I don't have anything else to do. I'm just going to go back and kind of just hang around for a little bit. So what I can see. So I did, and I spent, I think maybe an extra hour after you guys left. Uh, and I was nice. taking photos and uh, this girl kind of just lady, tapped me on the shoulder as I was taking the photo. And she said, are you a professional photographer? I was like, I guess you could say that yes so, <laughs> nice. i don't consider myself but yeah and she was like great because we've really been looking for a wedding photographer for our wedding which is next august and then she looked at me again she goes why do i know you so much so if, uh you guys don't know i'm in the same industry lance used to be in uh my doorman at the cheerful tortoise and i said you came into the bar that i work at she said yes and they sat next to the table that right next to my right next to my door, and we had a conversation for the whole night. So it was great to uh, connect. That
0: nice. Way.
1: And now we're in the talks of me shooting their wedding in August. Uh, so let's go. Yeah, and I and you know what? It's great because I asked her, I mean, you could do the the regular package of wedding photography, where you just kind of have everybody sit, uh, do poses and stuff like that. But it kind of made my heart really happy when she said. I want exactly what you have on your page, the candidates of everybody, like just in the moment of the wedding, and mm-hmm. like that. we can do the, we can do the whole wedding party together and stuff like that. But what I really but want they capture the moments of everybody not paying attention at the wedding, just enjoying yourself.
0: So yeah. August. Nice. Congrats yeah. on yeah. getting that. I hope more and more, more of that comes your way and you can really show people and share that uh, capturing some of those really great moments and, for sure uh, sharing them with the the people that uh were experiencing them nice uh, keep it up out,
1: yeah shout out to erod too man our sponsor at the he's coming out again this christmas he's got his christmas colors going he's got all this other uh new merch on the site uh so man, if you guys need christmas presents i'm telling you gotta check out uh at the um, At
0: Levassa on Instagram, www Right,
1: you will not find anything better out there. I promise you. Stuff's bro, yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: Let's let's get our winter gear. It is getting cold, bro. <laughs> Yo, it got it's, cold.
1: It's snowing in Federal Way already. It's snowing. Oh damn! The, it's a little bit of snow, but it's the so. I mean, it's sunny today. Sun came out today, but as I like, yeah. look outside now, it's getting dark. Bro, it's
0: fifty degrees today. Nice. Yeah, it changed <laughs> from
1: like the forty-three and
0: thirty-seven. <laughs> Bro, shit's about to plunge. Damn. Um, shout out uh, to everybody uh, for getting their votes in this week. Um, yes. we're recording this on uh, election night, but uh, you're probably listening to it later. Um. Uh, Yeah, if you're in America, go out in two years. (laughs) Two years from now, then freaking vote. Go vote. Register. It's easy now.
1: Because he reminded me of uh, Election Day. So shout out to my brother, man, Elijah Eliasso, in American Samoa, running for District 1. Good luck today, man. I hope they counted the votes, and I hope you come out on top, man. Way to come out there and make it. I know people are looking at your campaign and, Thinking totally negative, uh, but I know you're trying to bring change to the island, which is definitely needed. So I hope that change comes today when they count the votes. Lige, yeah, man, much love to you.
0: Well, wow, that's probably like a couple hours from now, huh? Because we're, yeah, we're a couple so hours whole, ahead.
1: Yeah, his whole base, his campaign, uh, is legalization. So hopefully, he can get
0: oh, that yeah, strategy. go Elijah. Yeah,
1: there you go. See.
0: <laughs> it, you is job. it too late to absentee? Right, right. Like, can we call I'm it? Like, home? That's that's not how it works, Lance. I was like, all right, <laughs> just make sure that it's legit. Okay, Amen. okay, cool. Yeah. Amen. Oh, oh, shout out to mail in voting. That is dope. To get your ballot in the mail and then you could mail it back or just fill it out and drop it off at a dropbox Did that today. Big bang. Uh yeah. Get out and vote. Get out and register. I feel like uh the more people that vote the more good things uh can happen but it's not just like every four years for president because presidents don't really uh they don't do affect your day-to-day as much as your local elections do so like sheriff board members council members school board stuff like that um yeah bro and uh shout out to the chargers for (sighs) holding it together for holding it together. <laughs>
1: Damn.
0: Good things are gonna happen. You just gotta you just gotta hope for it. And if they don't, you understand the reasons why. Because our defense sucks. Right. Okay, we're moving on. That is our episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Um yeah, next next time go out and vote if you didn't get a chance to. Uh anything else?
1: No, man. Uh everybody, I mean, I know today's Tuesday, uh we're a day past the beginning of the week, but you know, it's never too late to have a great week and so uh if you're on that vibe, have a great week and every W you get, man, celebrate it like it's a big one. Doesn't matter. Hey,
0: celebrate all your wins. Yes. I like it, I like it, I like it. That is our show. Thank you everybody for listening. Stay hydrated, stay bald, and love and light. Peace.